Welcome to Orion Valley. Hello, I'm Josh Wall, and frankly, I love movies. Today we talk about a group of women getting ready for their best friend's wedding. I'm joined by my special guest, Sean Gatta and Alex Kosick, to talk about the 2011 comedy, Bridesmaids. So I hadn't seen this movie until yesterday, and I've, it's one of those where I have been told my basically ever since it came out that I had to see it, and I'm very happy that I finally got to, but it was just one that was constantly talked about, so it definitely has its place in pop culture now. What is your guys' connection to it? Oh boy. I, I saw that movie in theaters uh, with my family, which was definitely an experience, um, <laughs> but I had one the first time I saw it. I, I was hooked. I've seen that movie, I think, probably over a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, easily the same. My friends um, and I were highly obsessed with Kristen Wiig on SNL. So when the movie was coming out, we were like, oh, we've got to go see it. So her, um, my friend's mom took us to go see it. We were in eighth grade at the time. And I think she had no idea what it was going to be about. So that first scene was always fun. Mm-hmm. And um, subsequently, I have also seen it. Like, it's one of my most seen movies i can quote it fairly well yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah my, i remember my mom and stepdad saw it like when it first came out and this was when they were like so just like yeah you can't see this because of like the profanity and like all this other stuff but i just heard mutterings of it and it's it's so great it's so funny and it's good to have like movies like this like even now just because like it's one that seems like it can keep coming you can keep coming back to and find new things because it's a longer comedy oh yeah definitely on the longer side i think it's like two hours and ten minutes yeah something something like that um what is it so this movie it came out in 2011 it was directed by paul feig it was written by um kristen wig and annie um mamalo yep and they were nominated for an academy award for their screenplay and uh it stars um kristen wig maya rudolph rose byrne melissa mccarthy um chris o'dowd rebel wilson there's a ton of people in this movie star-studded cast absolutely and what what do you think about this what what do you think makes this movie something that people like will instantly like and will keep coming back to as years go on because people still talk about this movie I think it's just, well, first of all, I think it's one of the first movies that came out with like an all-female cast. It was an all-female, all-female-driven comedy, so people were all gung-ho for that, and it's about damn time. So it was like a lot of new comedic ideas that people haven't really explored before from like the female perspective. But also, like, I was just thinking about it, like, this movie came out, what, eight years ago, and it's still funny as hell, and like, yeah. it mm-hmm. doesn't feel outdated at all. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It definitely... It knows what it, it, there's nothing that makes it like, yeah, it's not outdated. It definitely, all the jokes still feel fresh and very situational. I think that's where it thrives Mm -hmm. is very comedy that feels in the moment, but also is, you know, not reliant on what's going on in current times or pop culture or anything like that. It's very much within itself. And that's what I really love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this, like the whole cast, I mean, everyone, like a lot of people from SNL or The Office and a lot of people starting to get their start because I mean Melissa McCarthy was in Gilmore Girls before this and then this just kind of yeah bursted her career um this is I mean I would say this is probably one of my favorite performances from her like oh, yeah, yeah by for far sure. it's, you know she tends to now sort of play a very similar character in a lot of her movies and I think this one's different just she's so 
kind-hearted in this movie, but mm-hmm. everything she, that comes out of her mouth is is hilarious. Absolutely, every single thing. It's very yeah. She's she everyone in this movie like just really lands like every joke i feel like lands there isn't something that was just like there's no joke where i'm just like really i feel like everyone has such great timing in this movie too which is like and i think this is Kristen wick's best performance personally for sure she killed it um so it was it said it came out 2011 had a budget of 32.5 million dollars and total gross uh like grossed 288 million dollars so so they made their money. Back. They did. <laughs> yes, they did. Um, so obviously very successful. It got um, for in terms of reception, it got a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very rare for comedies like these. Um, and it, it's generally, like I said, generally very well played. Phrase seventy five percent on Metacritic, a B plus on Cinescore. Roger Ebert gave it three point five stars. It's it's just something that like, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but like. It seems like a movie because everyone wants to go and it, you can have a good time. But I think there's a really good message in there, like underneath it, too, which I think kind of because a lot of comedies, I think, may fail where they do. They're just let's just throw all our let's, you just got to be funny. Just try as hard as you can to be funny. I think that because of all these women are already funny, but they also have an idea of like, this is what this movie is going to be about. Mm-hmm. That I think just puts it completely over the top. Why don't we go and dive right into the plot? We open on Kristen Wiig, uh, who plays um, Annie Walker, and she works at a jewelry store, and she had this um, this failed bakery business, but we open on her, and she's having sex with John Hamm in like so <laughs> many different positions. It's so good. such a great opening. Yeah. Because it just throws you right in. like you. It just... throws you, it tells you in the first sound cue of her going, oh, that this movie is just not about to hold back. Mm-hmm. All, which is yeah. so good. Doesn't pull any punches. Also, if like family members take their kids to go see this movie in the theaters, and that's the first scene, they're going to take their kids right out. Like mm-hmm. They know, they're like, oh, this is what it's going to be like, goodbye. Or people are going to be hooked right in, like I was, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it also just kind of sets the bar with like, this is what we're going to do. And it's just going to go up just to let you know, like right now. So and John Hamm is I, I, I think this was like right when Mad Men like was in its like peak. He's such an asshole in this movie. But my God, he plays it so well. Oh, he plays it, it so well. Crazy well. Just he's like a grown up frat boy. in this. Movie. Essentially, yeah. Just someone who never really grew like, yeah, grew out of those college days or just he's constantly stuck in that mindset. And you feel really bad for it, but like. And then immediately after that, she has, we are introduced to Maya Rudolph's character, Lillian, who, and you just, it's a complete opposite. You know, it's, you know, she had, Annie had like, you know, has gotten out of a kind of a bad relationship, whereas Lillian has, is like moving on to her, she just got, she's getting engaged. And, but like you have like this really good juxtaposition in the filmmaking where Kristen Wiig is with this guy who doesn't really care for her, but then she's with her best friend and you instantly feel a connection with them. Yeah. They're such a good pair. The chemistry goes from zero to a hundred real quick. Absolutely. And they're that scene where they're doing uh the exercise yeah. that's led by Terry Crews. Yeah. Also an incredible cameo. I would wanna I would wanna take that class. Dancing. You are not dancing in the park. <laughs> so great. Um 
yeah, they, they just do everything together and they have a really good use of exposition in the scene where they're in the coffee shop and even after where they're just talking about how, you know, it's like, oh, you went you were with Ted last night. He's like, just hooked up and and it's like, and even Maya Rudolph, like Lillian's like, you can do better than that. She cares She's like, for you, you hate yourself every time you go. Yeah, absolutely. And then immediately after that, we have a great moment where they walk down the wrong street and they walk past her old bakery. I just like that's such a good way of giving information. It's like a mistake. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. And it's you just kind of feel for it. you're like, oh, it's such a sweet little shop that's like just totally run down. Yeah. It's like you instantly feel for it. that's what's really good about this movie is they set up their characters really, really well. And they all have their distinct personalities it's also really interesting that the fact that the first way that they decide to show annie is in this moment where she is visibly just so obviously being treated like garbage by john ham and she doesn't care because she likes the attention which mm-hmm. i think is something that's relatable to a lot of people mm-hmm. and the fact that she thinks that it's just gonna change and yeah. that all of a sudden he's just gonna want to date her where it's like she's kind of like putting her fate into the hands of the world mm-hmm. it just says a lot about annie right in the first scene especially when you then see her with her friend and it's like oh she has these support systems why mm-hmm. isn't she doing anything yeah absolutely did she go see her mom before they get engaged before she finds out she's engaged no, or she is that see her mom right before she goes to the engagement right party. oh right she was yeah. she goes back to her apartment and rebel wilson right. yeah i didn't realize that rebel wilson was in this movie until i watched yeah, it yeah that's what, that's what like skyrocketed yeah her absolutely sure. yeah she's so absurd in it she really is i got a free tattoo <laughs> anyway, oh it's so gross it's, it's a mexican drinking worm <laughs> it's a native american symbol meaning wasted it's so and it's like it's totally infected and she's like go put some peas on it she just <laughs> yeah. pours the, the peas, peas on her back <laughs> and that's the humor that i love about the snl generation of people that came out and make movies is because like the putting the bag of peas like dumping it on her back is ridiculous and we're like haha okay that's funny the fact that they keep the camera on her and silent and they waste so much time until she empties that complete bag of peas and you hear <laughs> the last one fall on the ground you're like they really just they, just they really wanted to eat this moment up and it's the fact that they commit to their bits and follow them through without make them yeah. so funny because that Absolutely. shouldn't have been funny until the last second when you're like oh my god she just dumped that entire bag of peas yeah and continued <laughs> to dump them yeah and so she's living with um she's living with rebel wilson and her brother and i guess rebel wilson like doesn't pay for the rent or anything because yeah. she's like an exchange like yeah something like that yeah so the brother pays for half the rent and annie pays for half the rent plus they have the brothers or the the whatever the guys the two oh god the i call him brother but he's not annie's brother it's just the siblings they're paying yeah, yeah, for yeah. half and annie's paying for half yeah mm-hmm. but what's interesting is that they were actually roommates in real life before filming oh really yeah that's the, so funny um the siblings i did not know that yeah that's so funny look at that you learned something new <laughs> even on the air um I didn't. I also was, I was watching. I was like, I recognize that guy. And he played Tweedledee and Tweedledum in the live action Alice in Wonderland movies. Yeah, wow. And he was. I think he was Tenardier in one of the Les Mis concerts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a super talented guy. And it just like is such a shitty like living situation mm-hmm. because like we're, and they like go through her stuff and like all this and it's just like <laughs> before this... you start making demands like that, <laughs> you might want to put a sign on your door that says. <laughs> Don't come into my room, yeah. read, read my, my diary, diary, and wear yeah. my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but you just feel i remember i was just watching and i was like i would i don't know what i would do if i had roommates like that yeah it's just oh like god. and you hear horror stories about like people like that or like in college or like wherever it's just oh my god it's just it's the absolute worst and so she escapes and then she goes over to lillian's house and then it's when they find out that she's engaged Would and you then like little apple <laughs> yeah the absurdity of the way that she shows yeah. the apple that's, yeah, yeah. That, I don't know. That's what I love about the SNL ca- people. Mm. Is I feel like they create such believable characters. Yeah, because they're always just like impersonating others. I don't know. It definitely seems kind of like a real thing too. Like doing the Apple thing. Like that's just so weird. But it's like I can see She's these two characters. For any reason? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Just like, like how do I do it? Oh, right. I didn't think yeah. about it. Oh, okay, okay. Like grab an apple, you know. Like, <laughs> um, and she asks um Annie to be her maid of honor, and it's. And she's like really touched about it and like super helpful because they're like lifelong friends. And I just I love their relationship because I feel like we all have someone in our life that's just like that. Mm-hmm. Like you're one like you're or like you're whatever. You're just your best friend that you can tell anything to. And it just makes it because they have such good chemistry in real life and they're best friends it just makes it so much more believable. Mm-hmm. And you see you see that mix of like her being happy for Lillian and then also her like what am I doing with my life? You yeah, know, and that, and absolutely. that scene where she just keeps laughing like that giddy laugh yeah. while she's on the phone. Oh yeah. With uh-huh. Cause she knows her life is just, you just like mess. see her life falling apart. Mm-hmm. Like seeing yeah. her eyes. It's yeah. That's, that's a really humanizing moment. That's another just really good way of writing. Cause it's just like, it just spirals down and she's kind of having that realization. It's like, where is my life coming? Cause like she's, you know, her friends kind of moving on to this new stage and she's kind of staying right where she is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it, it's cool to see her reaction because we're kind of feeling that same way and it's just like going down and like you could see it in no dialogue they don't have to say anything you just get it all in those like you know just those 15 mm-hmm. seconds no especially since uh my rudolph was with lillian apparently mm-hmm. she walks away to go answer the phone to talk to her fiance and like mm-hmm. that's so telling that she just arrived at her house and immediately her friend is going to talk to her fiance and she's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. And also, oh, we have to mention the scene in the the first scene in the jewelry store where, like, the oh couple. My God. <laughs> you cannot trust anybody. <laughs> yeah, because he like... might not even be Asian. <laughs> <laughs> and like the boss is is like the like the worst. And what's the... Kalua? Kalua, show me your love is eternal oh face. Oh my God! You look like you have menstrual cramps. <laughs> it's just like the worst. Like such a weird place to work. Like I. And yeah, Kalua. Like, how did you? I would have loved to see what that scene was What's like. What's up, when it, Don? Don, Don, you give the cutest nicknames. nicknames. Don't, Don't sue me for touching you. <laughs> um, I will say that one po- moment in the sh- the movie that I don't love, that I don't love every time I watch it, is how immediate um, Annie starts railing on that one couple. Like, and it's yeah. uncomfortable, awkward. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't think Annie would put herself in that situation. Like, I feel like she'd be very much just like pissy and annoyed but she like goes out of her way to ruin their day and you're like oh yeah i think they could have maybe they could have just saved it for like later like when she does it to like like, just when the girl walks in yeah because that's gold. (laughs) like if she was just like (laughs) that's gold yeah like if she was just like a little passive aggressive or something that would just give a little bit of a hint but this is like full on so maybe it would have been better to just like kind of save it that's a good point um so yeah so she's kind of freaking out and she go and we meet her um we meet her mom played by jill claiborne who you said um yeah Playboro. she yeah. um was so the mom for those listeners who haven't seen it the mom has some like really like funny vulgar lines and like clearly has no filter and after they filmed the movie 
she actually passed away and she all of the vulgar things she said they edited a lot of them out because they didn't want her last film to be all of these vulgar sayings on her memory <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was really funny and we yeah. watched the unrated version last yeah, night so we which actually hear. has like an additional joke oh that Sean and i had never heard before yeah and it's we like just we're roaring yeah it's like oh, is it the, it was, it's a chicken coop you start from the back and you start pecking your way to the front and then you got two eggs in your mouth <laughs> yeah <laughs> Kristen Wiig is just like, like something I could never do. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then right after she's yeah. like, "You sure you don't want to move in with me?" <laughs> no, 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 Those... no chance in hell. But thanks, no. What's the girl's name? She's like that whore. It's like they've been married for twelve Barb. years. She's a uh, whore, whore Barb. Barb. <laughs> she's still a whore. She, she greets him Beaver first in the evening. <laughs> Whatever, Marvin J. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, anonymous. Yeah, I don't need to know. <laughs> they started have... blowjobbing for cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> they have really like that's good casting too because not only do they kind of look like each other with the same hair they just like are they work so well together and i love that she's so vulgar that she's just right to the point yeah like it's it's and it kind of like the main demographic it seems like for this movie since it is obviously rated r and it is about like these kind of middle-aged women it does have that like people in their you know late 30s maybe early 40s going through this stuff right now not just with their friends or with engagements or things like that but with their parents Mm -hmm. i like that they added that because that kind of gives it like this full whole rounded viewpoint of this age especially since i think her mom is going through the same thing like i Mm -hmm. think her mom is also in this very liminal stage in her life where she's not she's now alone she has no kids in her house and i think she's trying to keep herself busy to like fight whatever sadness she may have i mean she has a line in the movie where she's like don't talk to me about being alone yeah Yeah. literally where annie's complaining about going to the um Mm. the party by herself Yeah. yeah yeah it's also like it's not over the top like it's not overbearing like they leave a lot to kind of your imagination as to what kind of happened to her we only Mm -hmm. see like just the mom's like just their relationship you don't really know what happened with like her dad that much or anything like that and i like that because then you just kind of instantly kind of figure out okay something has gone they but they've always been there for each other Mm -hmm. and it works um and so they go to the engagement party um, and Annie's kind of going from person to person, and meeting all these. Just get people. every character mm-hmm. in and that scene. Everyone has their own personality. Oh my god! The that the engagement party is one of the best crafted introduction scenes ever. It really is. Every single character, you know exactly who they are within two se- two sentences. And mm-hmm. You know exactly who they are, what's going on in their life, and what they feel about it. And like it, Rita, Rita just immediately. <laughs> going right to how horrible her kids are yeah they like, are cute I'm, but man, man there is semen all over i cracked a blanket in half <laughs> in half and just the fact that she goes through and explains all of the horrible things that her children are doing so you really know you're like oh god she it's awful but she doesn't care clearly mm-hmm. she's not like she's just like it this is the way it is and yeah it sucks oh well i'll yeah, get out of it absolutely and then you meet um you uh you meet ellie kemper Ellie yeah, Kemper, who's playing Aaron from The Office yeah. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like, I, it's effective in the movie. But also, yeah. after Kimmy Schmidt came out, I'm like, really? Did she play the same character yeah. in Kimmy? It's just that. Uh, and she's funny. She's, she's hilarious. She's objectively she's, funny. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, you're, are you a one-trick pony? I want to see something else. Yeah, for sure. But she does, her and her husband have very, very good chemistry in this yeah, movie. Yeah, they do. Very funny. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. And I love how in the first... She's like, is that your fella? Is Annie? that your fella, Annie? <laughs> the guy, the it must best, be Annie's. 
and he's a boyfriend it's my favorite line in the whole movie and he goes you want to go for a walk and she goes ah, i i can't i can't i can't she gives no just silently real... walks away yeah. she's like i'm so sorry yes it's so good and then it's incredible of course you meet let's rewind you don't have a husband and they're like they're literally perfect together her and her husband they're the exact same like quirky like being um and yeah we meet melissa mccarthy's character um megan fell off a cruise ship she's got um and she's playing doug's brother who is um engaged to uh my rudolph's character and she just like on it i love that this was kind of and you kind of see this is what melissa mccarthy was doing for just a couple years but like she's completely different on gilmore girls than this so this yeah, was kind of like different. so like gilmore girls was like a kind of we were talking like a very wholesome yeah. show and she's very like a very sweet friend very different and but then this was just like bam completely different yeah. like one of the like, i think the second thing she says is i have some pins in my legs yeah like just admit well also i think the only other role that i can remember her in was um mike and molly yeah which was like around that time too where mm-hmm. she's also just very pedestrian uh-huh she's funny but she's pedestrian so this was like really out there for her uh-huh. and the character is so specific <laughs> and so unique that's really what it like. is like yeah. nobody knows somebody like that and yeah. which is why she's so funny absolutely she's just so genuine so herself but also just like the weirdest lady that you've ever met in your life kind of pinballed down hit a lot of railings broke a lot of shit <laughs> And then there's the the I'm really tall down there. <laughs> and then there's the really tall husband. And that's what I love about yeah. the humor of these SNL people is they're like, oh, remember that one time we made that funny joke? We just made it again. And yeah. you didn't expect it this time. And it was still funny. <laughs> It's a good thing because I'm gonna climb that like, like a tree. tree, and then they just took it too far. That's the that's and that's bridesmaids. They take it too yeah. far every time. Well, the but. thing with the dolphin, and she's it's like just far and, enough. Yeah, <laughs> but like the, the thing with the dolphin, and she's like, you know, I met a dolphin down there, and he spoke, you know, not with his mouth. His I, I'm dolphin. assuming telepathically. Yeah, like with his oh, eyes. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> There's, it's, shut, shut my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> That's too far. You can't tell me that's not far. That's just far enough. That is too far, but that's why we like the movie. If you don't like too far, then you don't like the movie. Yeah, it's just, I want to know how much of that was improvised. I've bet a lot of it was I'd imagine a lot of this movie was improvised, but I would also think that, like, all the characters and like a lot of the dialogue was still very well crafted. Yeah. I think it deserved the original screenplay nomination for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, mean, I would even argue that Kristen Wiig deserved a nomination. I, I, yeah, I would agree with that. She was so good. You just are always with her. And do you? Do, there's not a moment where maybe one a little bit later, but like for the most part, you're just always like you feel for her, especially in like a scene that we'll talk about in a second. Just everything that comes in her way, she's so relatable. She's one of the most relatable characters I've seen in a while, yeah. and definitely one of the best like female characters we've had. Mm-hmm. And I just give her major props. I mean, obviously, also writing it, but she knows this character inside and out. Mm-hmm. There's no one else who could have done it. And I, I was wondering last night as we were watching it. Like I want, like I feel like when you see Trainwreck and you see like all of these other movies now, where like pe- the women are like, oh well, it's very much based off my life. Kristen Wiig never like says that it's based off her life, but I know that she was working odd jobs before she was on SNL, like for a mm-hmm. long time, just doing like really random jobs. So I'm wondering like how much of this is actually based off herself. Uh, yeah, that's a that's at least a good the thing. character, maybe not the story, but at least oh, the, not the, the character, definitely just played. the character. Yeah. I'm sure there's yeah, I'm sure that definitely has a playing it because like experiences like that kind of make you more you know more human and more wholesome and and she could play off of that in like this very specific time in her life and i mean it makes sense maybe that's also why you know she played the part because she knew like she mm-hmm. just knows that side 
and I think at least, I mean, you're right what you know, and I think she a lot of it is based on her. I mean, granted, I don't know if she planned on playing the part when she wrote it, but it seems like, you know, probably her and her, with her and call it her collaboration um, with the other writer, then there's got to be something there that's from her life. So it makes sense. And so then we meet Helen. We meet Helen. <laughs> oh my God. And Helen <laughs> is just, this she's wearing like gown. a, yeah, yeah this huge gown, gown, which I love because instantly you don't like her <laughs> and it's just, yeah, yeah. She's just wait, like not not at all appropriate for a. And Kristen Wiig says, "Wow, you're so pretty," and she says, "Oh, you're so cute." Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I hate you so oh, much God. already." And like you already know, it's like it's just gonna go. Something's gonna get in the way, and like apparently they've only known each other for like eight, eight months, eight or months something. or something like yeah. And she's already just like in the wedding, and Kristen Wiig is just like, "Oh, big red flag," you know. Mm-hmm. I, I this can't be good, you know. Um. And instantly jealous, and and so she does the. And then we get to the wedding, the speech scene. So and I will say right off the bat, that is another thing where I'm like, this is just so unrealistic because it's so obvious that they're competing right now. But it is just so it is funny. so funny. I think it goes on maybe scene. like one exchange, maybe too long. But like, see, I think if it didn't go past, I think if it didn't go too long, they would have, it would have come off as just pedestrian and people would have been like, this is unrealistic. This would never happen. But again, they push it too far mm-hmm. and they go way too far that it's just funny. And then they're like singing and like, cause Annie, <laughs> yeah. but it, Annie didn't, she didn't want to like give, like say too much or be like whatever. So she was just like, yeah, like these are very nice, like childhood friends. You guys are so sweet and like all this and thank you. And so it's very sweet to the point. And Helen's like, I've shared things with you that I never thought like, it's just so like over the top and you are my best friend yeah (laughs) i love like to say that like Mm -hmm. you can say that annie like is too is too threatened and reacts too threatened by helen but helen really does instigate Uh oh my gosh yeah 100 percent. well also because you i helen's also super self-conscious and yeah which is like probably one of the themes of the movie i don't know yeah like her money (laughs) is what makes her yeah like like she doesn't have any other friends other than lillian yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and then there's the like you know I you're one of the people that I can just share a look with and know everything, and then Kristen Wiig just just stares at her for like, that whole thing she she says in Thai when she went to Thailand and, oh, then, yeah. and then Kristen Wiig cool. comes out and she's like Lillian and I were in Spanish you know, together. Speaking of Consuelo, yeah, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Consuelo, Lillian and I were in um, Spanish Spanish together. It's like really so. Let me wild. just say. Gracias. Para vivar en la casa, en las escuelas, el azul. Tienes con beber los fochtuats. Keep shining. Keep smiling. Different part, but still. Wait, that part where Helen comes out with her own microphone is underrated. Oh, yeah, that's right, yes. Where Annie just keeps it and she she just searched for a microphone so that she could come up and join her and sing. It's like Sharpay in High School Musical. They're like, bring That's like also so, like, what is so interesting is that, like, they're both, I don't know about Helen, but for Annie's sake, like, I don't think Annie has even a notion that Helen's just as intimidated by Annie as Annie is of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, it, like, while Helen instigates everything, Annie doesn't see that she also keeps playing along. Well, Helen's also along. so much better at like, right. what they're doing than Annie is. Like, yeah. Annie is so underprepared to right. do this. You can yeah, tell absolutely. Helen, like, prepped <laughs> all this. She's just a hot mess. Look at their lives. Yeah. yeah. And you just feel, you just feel so bad for her. And then, like, in the next scene where she's, like, she just 
starts making the in the like the cupcake and you just like oh it's yeah. so beautiful well, she gets pulled we can't skip yeah you can't get yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and so this is where we meet chris o'dowd yeah uh who plays officer um, rhodes officer rhodes oh beautiful irish accent so yeah. funny yeah. and like she has her taillights out and like she does he... the dance on the, oh, on the line <laughs> another part where they just go too far like i would never just keep dancing if i was drunk could i do this <laughs> right if i was drunk i would keep dancing just like she was doing yeah. like she it's a terrible and he's like, stop. Yeah, please stop. Please stop. Yeah. And so you're just a terrible sewer driver. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he recognizes her from the shop and that kind of start it kickstarts their relationship and he's saying, like, what were those little uh those little like things that you'd make in your cream, cream or a custard? <laughs> <laughs> you mean cream puffs? Cream puffs the guy in there that used to serve me had sort of a wormy face. <laughs> My boyfriend. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and so he like that kind of he because of that he's like, oh, no charge. It's okay. Yeah. And it sets him up as kind of is a very like you know kind of nice down to like, earth down to earth uh, guy. And I have some issues with this character that we'll talk about a little bit later. But he seems like I think you kind of they're setting up here like this is the guy for her. Yeah. Obviously, and it's it's very obvious, but it doesn't. It's not necessarily supposed to be like. Hmm. I wonder. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah, kind yeah. of supposed to be on the nose, and I don't know. I Chris O'Dowd just plays him so well, and he's just like I don't know. It feels it's a very real performance. Mm-hmm. That's what I can like. It does feel very authentic. It mm-hmm. feels very realistic. For sure. Yeah. And that's when in the next scene she goes home and she makes this one singular cupcake, and it just kind of I don't know. It it's kind of like this symbol of like her this is what she loved to do and she can't even do it anymore and she like can't and she's but also she's not moving on from it like fully i, I feel like it, i it's more so i think that she's like it just hurts her emotionally to do it anymore because she, she feels she, like a failure yeah she feels mm-hmm. like she failed at it so why should she even continue to yeah. do it uh, but it's what she loves to do and there's no dialogue in that scene it's just done like she knows her sh- like she knows this stuff inside and out and you can see that there's like pain like there and i especially because she was good at it, you yeah, know. Like it's not something that she was it. bad at. It's just that she opened a restaurant or a bakery during a bad time. Yeah, like, during a reason. I also think there's a lot to say in the fact that she spent all of that. Like it's a long montage. It's mm-hmm. not like a quick, like little ten second, twenty second one. Like it's almost like a full minute of yeah. her just just showing her making one cupcake. Mm-hmm. She spent all that time on one cupcake, which is like like if she had make a batch, made a batch, it would have been like, oh, she likes to bake. But the fact that she spent all of her time and energy and all those supplies on one cupcake mm-hmm. just shows you that like this is just the most important thing to her and show it's like really just all this time and effort mm-hmm. kind of wasted and then because she just eats and it. she just eats it yeah, yeah that's like exactly. some good symbolism right there mm-hmm. absolutely yeah and then lillian and annie uh think that it's time to like meet uh everyone meet up and like they're gonna go hang out and they spend the day they go to the brazilian restaurant <laughs> oh um my God. and so they have all this um this chicken and this is when they're, they're uh, spitballing about the the uh shower the bridal yeah, shower and i think this is the second introduction for the bridesmaids mm-hmm. so that you can get an even better image of them before they actually start doing the comedy with them because it's not the movie's not as funny if you don't know the characters like yeah. if you just watch and i think that's a fault with a lot of comedy movies is you don't know the characters well enough to see like how they're feeling in those moments whereas like when they just give you they're like okay well let's see what each bride made thinks should the um 
bachelorette mm-hmm. party should be. Mm-hmm. Aaron, of course, says a Pixar yeah, party. Yeah, Pixar thing. We come dressed as our favorite character. Let me just uh, snowball on top of that. Uh, fight Club. <laughs> Female Fight Club. We grease up. Show up. She has no idea. We, Surprise! We just beat, beat the, the shit, shit out of her. her. Oh She'll never gosh. forget that. The content and the continuity of the characters, like, bringing up weird things we're like why did that come up but they're always related to another thing like with aaron and they're like disney honeymoon yeah at the end um megan putting a freaking swiss army knife yeah or no a loaded gun in um dougie's carry dougie's carry on it's like what is with these people like she's got this sick i just like the continuity of the character yeah like that violent uh yeah the kid the bridesmaids i mean of the i mean there's three definitive like characters with arcs and none of them are the other bridesmaids it's annie helen and lillian all kind of you know go through the arc but all the rest of them stay completely the same and that is totally okay because oh, that's what we want we don't yeah. want too much change no anymore. no they mm-hmm. they make the story they make the change for others they're just like there for their purely so, fun reasons. yeah pure mm-hmm. purely fun reasons it also doesn't isn't this also when uh what is what does rita say isn't isn't this when she, said she wants to go to vegas doesn't she this isn't. I don't. It, no, I know this what is she, she says, says. She has a two top. She wants that's to rip on the, the phone, tags off. Of no, this is this is when she says like, isn't this the rent? Like they just do a quick aside, and she says to Aaron, like you know. Oh yeah. With the, the, with the pizza. This is when I am slaving away making a dinner oh, for my, my family, <laughs> and my son comes up to me. He says, "Mom, I want to order a pizza." And I said, "No, we're not ordering pizza." And he goes, "Mom, fuck you, <laughs> Mom. Why don't you go, go and fuck, fuck yourself? yourself? He's nine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such just a small aside has absolutely nothing to do." with the plot they just qu- nothing with what's going on they just cut just, to and it. it cuts right back to what and, they're talking yeah, about just the regular conversation and then helen like vetoes the parisian bridal shower idea she's like i think it's a little bit been there done that i think we can top it uh-huh. uh and then goes ahead and does it later and yeah movie she wants to do she, like yeah, she wants to the yeah and it's such yeah that that like hits you right in the yeah. heart and we'll talk about that in a little bit so they eat the so then they go to uh, to try on the, their dresses to get oh fitted, God. and I remember as I was uh, I was remember I was messaging a friend, and I was like, oh, I'm watching Bridesmaids. And she goes, oh, the um, the fitting scene just makes me cringe just thinking about <laughs> it. Everything about that oh. scene is perfection. I you agree. Walk up and immediately Annie's a hot mess, and the name of the freaking bridal place is beauty in white mm-hmm. yeah and then you walk in and the production set is just and of course white. helen has an in helen has an in everything Whitney? about it is like so just, annoying yeah she's like hi yeah there's like in absolutely no walk-ins whitney helen <laughs> oh, immediately yeah. walks in like right up. yeah um just like another instance of helen can do this annie can't you know like yeah Mm-hmm. And then, like, we find out that uh, Lillian like has sent her measurements to the one Paris, yeah, uh, uh, designer. I just sent my measurements to France, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> and then that just that camera zoom up on um, Annie's face. Yeah, because they talked about Paris like earlier, like, yeah, yeah. Really an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and so they they're like they don't they don't know what to go with because of prices so they try like five different dresses on and then well Lillian is clearly struggling with money and she's like let's pick a cheap dress let's pick yeah. a cheap dress and she's just trying anything like Annie grasping at straws 
Annie. Annie. Just like grasping at straws to yeah. be like, well, we, you can spread your legs in this one. It's flowy. It's, yeah. And the little, it's nice. The nuances of Megan just being putting her thumb up, being like, that's nice. We can spread our legs, girls. <laughs> and also the fact that each of them are in their own dress that so clearly represents who they are. Rita's in this loud, like skinny. Yeah, it's like yellow and floral. Yellow. Yeah, and just so yeah. obnoxious. Megan's and in that Megan's one with that like kind the, of like coat with one. With the friggin' coat on. Yeah. It's just like the <laughs> ugliest thing anyone's ever seen where like really Megan. Again. Yeah, and obviously uh, the designer. I just think yeah. it's the Fritz Bernays. The Fritz. There's no I mean, question. Well, there's a Fritz Bernays. There, there might be a question. I might. I might, <laughs> I might have a question. <laughs> um, and you could just completely see like. Of Rita, Megan, and uh, visibly getting sick. Yeah, yeah. they just like In they each, turn oh, pale. It's perfect. They're so just pale, more they're sweaty. sweaty. Their eyes are like mm-hmm. dark circles. Oh, yeah, man. and and you see that they start to get food poisoning and starting to hit them, but it doesn't hit Helen because she had a salad. Well, no. As soon as they walk in, Megan and, yeah, like Megan farts goes, and she's well, like, this is "I'm really classy. sorry. I'm really <laughs> sorry. I I'm actually not confident on which end that came out of." Back to you, Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you. This is some classy. <laughs> <laughs> I I just love the back to you, Whitney. (laughs) (laughs) Just have to get off this white carpet, and just all hell breaks loose. Yeah, so they just run into the bathroom. They say they can't use the bathroom, and then like they're all thrown. Like Ellie Kemper goes straight for the toilet. She's shitting in the sink. Yeah, she goes. Ellie Kemper throws up on uh, Rita. Yeah, I'm happy that at least like no one. I think we said it that they didn't put in sound effects for Melissa McCarthy going in the sink. Yeah, I agree. That would be too too gross. We, the like, visual was enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did not need audio. For what sure. are you doing? Don't look at me. Look away. And uh, and Annie is kind of retaining her cool, like she's keeping with she's it. She's like she will not admit trying. that she got food poisoning yeah. from the restaurant she took them to. But even with Some each of that gray meat. Yeah, maybe that lamb. Yeah, that weird chicken. And Helen I'm is just egg, yeah. hungry, and I would love like a snack. snack. <laughs> and just c- keeps egging her on, oh like keeps God. going. It's like you want her to retain like her cool and like keep the power dynamic she wants. Like, but Helen is just like she knows that she's gonna win on top, and it's just like, oh mm-hmm. God damn it, Helen! And then, and then you have Lillian in the dress, who's like, everyone's really sick, and she's <laughs> runs outside and just like a duck, like. Yeah, doesn't so, make it across the street. Why didn't any of them take those dresses off? Yeah, that's really one not. thing for me. Or I'm like, okay, it's funny. Yeah, yes, but like it, uh, Lillian, you had plenty of time to get that white dress off the second if you, you had saw time to every ru- other person get food poisoning. If you had time to ate. run down the stairs, yeah. to go outside, you had time to just take it off. Just and, take it off and be naked. Yeah, they're all women in the store. Yeah, and so and she just keeps going down the street. And she just sinks and sinks and sinks. She's like, ah, I did it. And then, it's happening. Then it's happening. The car it's, happening. it's happening. It's happening. The scene in the car after they're both just like, oh, yeah. That's I an shit. outtake too. I shit in the street. Yeah, I, really. I shit. I, I shit. I shit my pants. I shit in the street. And then Annie's like, "Lunch was good, right? <laughs> Lunch was good, right?" And then she's visibly gagging. Yeah. She's like, mm. well, gonna, "She's driving." She goes, "No, I just need to pull over real quick. I just, no, I, I just need to stop for a second. My tires are. I think my tires a little low. Yeah, the back tires a little low. And then throws up, gets right back in." keeps going but also like great character work because um you can like the fact that annie literally literally won't let anyone know that she's having a huff a rough time with anything except yeah. for lillian so nobody will help her which is like what the whole thing at the end is where she literally eats that jordan almond against all of her freaking pain so that she doesn't have to admit that she's having a hard time mm-hmm. and then we'll just throw up immediately once it's just her and lillian yeah absolutely and it she just is trying so hard to like keep it together. I 
it's such a good scene it's, it's such a good easily scene. one of the best best of the movie um and then we have uh you know annie's trying to plan the bachelorette party and she was thinking of what was her idea just the, uh lillian's family's cabin mm-hmm. all right and then uh Rita calls everyone. And well, just... so Helen calls first, like before she even gets up. Helen calls and mm-hmm. is like, "Uh, Lake House," mm-hmm. like, uh, and just like they hang up, and then immediately is on the phone with Rita. Yeah, and she's like, "I want balls in my face," <laughs> which is also just like exactly how things happen in friend groups too. Is like when one person suggests something that other people don't like, they immediately start talking to each other mm-hmm. without the other yeah, person. Exactly, and then it's it's immediate. It's always immediate, and then yeah. it's just like we actually don't want to do that. And sorry, yeah, <laughs> it's just like oh man, you've and. Yeah, and, and it isn't, isn't Rita's like, I got a tube top. I haven't cut uh, the yeah, tags yeah. off yet. <laughs> and then Aaron's like, I want to see Chris Angel. I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> but I also sort of like it. <laughs> it's so good. So, so yeah. yes, it is. So, and then it's the it, airport scene. Which is my personal favorite. Yeah, it's, it's everyone's ing- favorite. It's I love the airplane beautifully scene. Crafted. Every interaction Kristen Wiig has with Steve the the flight attendant Ev- but is. like so everyone's in everyone except for Kristen Wiig is in first class because she's too proud to have Helen pay for her ticket yeah she didn't want another she has sense of not wanting help uh-huh yeah just a lot of pride in that and which I'd be like um yeah you can put me in first class bitch yeah <laughs> I would t- absolutely want someone I hated to pay for my ticket in first class and have them have to deal with it mm-hmm. but then again you also don't know if Helen's actually telling the truth you like what if she just told Lillian that she, true. that she offered to pay for her. Mm-hmm. So true. Which is something I that. just thought about. Because you don't actually have proof of that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot that, like, you know, we don't know if, like, does does Lillian tell, uh, or does Helen tell Lillian that she gave uh, Annie the pill to, like, calm down? I don't the, think so. The, no, the, that, the is, that she doesn't. No, she does because we she see does something where she's the... just like I because she's like, what did you give her? And she's like, ah, and then well, they cuts. She gives she doesn't her tell the her pill. What she gives him. She gives her the what pill in first her. class vaguely. Nobody knows what the pill is. She takes the pill in the back, and then that's when Helen comes back and With gives the scotch. her the scotch, mm-hmm. which nobody else sees her give her the scotch. Which yeah. so that's the shady part. I had yeah. a dream last night. The plane went down. And so a lot, in it. what a lot of people <laughs> don't know is that the crazy woman who Kristen Wiig sits next to is the other writer of the movie. That's Annie Mummel. Oh yeah. So that's also just a really funny special. And then the guy that Melissa, together. yeah, and the yeah. guy that Melissa McCarthy sits next to is, is her, her husband. husband. Yeah. But like, that is just it's incredible. There are just so many things in this scene. Yeah, everything is funny. Every and, single storyline that happens on that plane is equally funny. The Rita, and, uh, and what's her actual name in the movie? We keep calling her Ellie Kemper or Erin because that's her name in the Aaron, office. But uh, what's her actual name in the movie? Uh, oh my gosh, what is it? Becca. 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 See, I couldn't like. I don't ever. I don't even think of her as. I just think of Aaron. I don't yeah. remember them really saying her name. Honestly, yeah. I don't anyway, know. The yeah. Becca Rita conversation mm-hmm. with like it's the so sex awful. and the because oh they are truly polar opposites. The two yeah. of them. Yeah. One of them is just so aware of all of the bullshit in the world, and the other one is just literally living in Disneyland. <laughs> I love when she's like, "Oh, we'll have two alcohols, please." <laughs> yeah, I, I would, I would like, like a glass of alcohol. <laughs> two double seven and sevens. It's sweet. You'll like it's it. It's sweet. You'll like it. Yeah. 
And no, stop. <laughs> you were born beautiful in Cinderella. You smell like pine needles and you have a face, face like, like sunshine. sunshine. <laughs> yeah, she's like talking through her teeth. But I, I, and so Melissa McCarthy thinks that like the guy is like an air marshal. And, well, like, he is. Not, a, yeah. he's, he's, he's not she's thinking. Right. She knows. Yeah. And, she's smart as hell. Yeah, That's she like really is. what's well, so great about yeah, the character. Yeah, she's literally so intelligent. She has like, she's like, I used to be get bullied in school. Now I have a job with the highest security clearance yeah. possible. Like, she's weird, but she's so smart. Yeah, don't tell anybody about that. <laughs> a lot of shopping malls. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you know, I, I knew someone who's an air marshal and was like, she's got like her giant ass headphones on. It's like, headphones and the, the, headphones and the, and the neck, neck pillow. pillow. Yeah, it's like it's I, the details in that. And the, the hat she's wearing. Yeah. It's just all perfect. She's like, I knew a guy who like, you know, he had a, he kept a gun in his ass. You know, you don't do uh, between the cheeks, do you? What? All I know is I saw a guy and he had duct tape marks all up his keister. I don't keep a gun. How are you up gonna my get... butt? How are you gonna get it? If you I put... needed to get to it, how would I do it? Yeah. Put a hole in your pocket. pocket. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you with my nano. <laughs> but then the part when he comes out of the bathroom and she like blocks the door yeah. with her foot. Yeah. Like, oh, what's that? like? What do you see? Somebody yeah. found a souvenir. Feel that heat coming from my undercarriage. <laughs> The steamy heat, yeah. That's so, steam heat. And so Kristen Wiig gets like completely drunk and goes up to first class and just starts badgering uh, the, flight <laughs> the flight attendant. And she's and he's like, "You have to oh, go back." Oh, hello, Grandpa. <laughs> Oh my god, it's just so absurd. Welcome to Germany. <laughs> just because he like made her go back yeah, to her seat. Because she's not doing what she's supposed to be doing. Yeah, and this is where we kind of see the little spark of where uh, Lillian starts to see that Annie doesn't like Helen because she's like, me, 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 me. Helen knows that. Well, no, the... I think Lillian knows Annie doesn't like Helen from the first scene because well, yeah, they walk like, outside and she's like, what's Helen? the deal with She's like, oh, really? right, yeah. Really? What's up? I mean, you've only known her for eight months and she's in your wedding. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. I did forget about that. Um, but so she's just like, it's it's just all coming out. And so she goes back and then she comes back again With and she's glasses. wearing sunglasses it's on. It's not me. It is you. You were just here and you came back with sunglasses. No, I'm Mrs. Iglesias. I am, I am Mrs. Iglesias. That's so uh, good. Whatever, whatever you are. I don't want to. Okay, fine. Stove. It's, <laughs> it's steam. Are you an appliance? <laughs> Stove. Nope, I'm a man. You're a flight attendant. That's, this, yeah, that's, that's a fact. Accurate. I think that's the thing with the comedy in this movie versus the comedy in anything else. None of it feels forced. It all feels like it comes at exactly the right time. Like, you're never, like, watching it, like, waiting for a funny moment. They just kind of come to you. Yeah. So I will say, good. like, do you think the combination of whatever medicine Helen gave Kristen Wiig and alcohol like would one, make her one, hallucinate that there's a colonial woman on the wing of the one, airplane? One scotch. I don't, know what the, I don't know what the pill was that she gave her. All she said is it gave made her feel like she had really high, like, adrenaline. So I don't know what that would do yeah i don't know i mean, I don't know I mean not i'm point. not saying i don't want that scene in the movie it's <laughs> priceless obviously. oh i have no yeah I, all yes. all we know is that it made her hallucinate hi i have an announcement too there is a colonial woman <laughs> on the wing of the plane she's turning butter there is something they're not telling us <laughs> and then the guy jumps was like I'm an I'm an air 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 i knew it <laughs> i will say that i'm bummed that they didn't actually go to vegas but that's also part of the funny part is that yeah. they didn't even make it to vegas it's true I, I, I don't know. I think it was... That scene was enough. I, oh, yeah. I think if they did it... Yeah. I, I think it would maybe have diverted a little bit too much if they went. Because then it gets back... After they get back from the airport, then the relationship starts to dwindle. And we get closer and closer and closer to the actual wedding. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it moves the story mm -hmm. along 
a little bit better. And yeah, so Kristen Wiig gets arrested. Yeah. And you on the flippity flip, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, doesn't she's driving back with um, with Lillian? Yeah, they're on, on the bus. bus. They're on the bus. That's right. And what does she say to her? Like, basically, like Lily, I'm gonna make yeah. it up to you, basically. And, and Lillian, oh, she's like, like, let he- let Helen handle. Let Helen. She's done this stuff mm-hmm. before. So and I don't blame her. Like, no, that's I don't the either. Thing with the characters, is I don't like blame any of them. Other, well, no, I, I just even... I I just sort of wish Lillian did a little bit more investigation as to how that whole thing happened you know i mean yeah yeah but like but also lillian like clearly why helen steered her wrong you know like, but she wouldn't clearly. see that if like helen's so far up her ass if i was Kristen wig i would try to explain myself more though you know like yeah, if i'm annie she's... i'm like helen gave me that pill i don't know what it did to me she like i downed that glass of scotch like that's mm-hmm. why i went nuts you know like obviously she had she makes her own choices but like I guess. She's yeah. afraid of flying. She's not thinking straight. And Helen took advantage of that. You know? Yeah. So oh, like... for sure. Helen's in the wrong. But I also don't think that Annie would want to. I don't think. I think Annie's going into this already thinking that she's lost a battle because that's the way that her mind works. So I don't think she would ever art, like actually be like, Helen did this. Helen did this when already she knows that Lillian thinks that she ruined everything mm. and everything's her fault. She also hasn't gotten to that moment where um, where it's like she's just completely lost it. I think she still has that part of her well, yeah, like, brain. Well, yeah, I guess it's obviously because they're saving it for that Well, yeah, but I mean, the... like, but there's... But she's... I think that that shows, again, progression in the character. She still kind of feels like she doesn't want to ruin anything more and she, like, kind of still feels like, okay, if this is how it's going to be, then fine. And you don't want her to, like, anything bad to happen to Lillian and she's still... Maybe that's like the big thing, and then she's saving where she's just had it, like completely had it for mm-hmm. obviously, um, for later. Only like halfway through the movie. Yeah, you know? we're literally only half. But I will say that I think after the plane scene is where the movie kind of like slows down. A little it bit. slows down, mm-hmm. and I think people lose interest because then it's not as much of a comedy anymore, and it becomes a little bit more of a drama. The, 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 There's the like more some romantic funny moments, yeah. but like that's because well, you I have the whole scene with uh, Officer Rhodes where they go on a date, and right. Then, He's like very sympathetic to her, and then yeah. they, you know, because they meet up in the up, gas station, end yeah. up fucking up, and mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah. this is kind of the start of like the low point for um for Annie because he's trying to be like very nice and like offers like why don't you sleep that we could like you know bake together or whatever and she just like yeah and that's not... like that's like not really on him but it sort of is because she's said before like I don't really. <laughs> do that anymore yeah you know? I, and that's what I, for a longest time i was like why wouldn't she just accept all the nice things he's doing for her and then after watching it it's like because she pushes away the people that she does and that's obviously like the takeaway but also like after dating and like being an adult since watching this movie like he's very forward and very aggressive and she doesn't she's not used to that she's used to very much being the one who has to act and i yeah. think that that can be really like intense for somebody who's used to having people come to her or or who's used to like having to be the approacher because i think she's used to that mm-hmm. with don yeah or, or like but face. even ted ted but even like before then it's like he, she's in bed with john ham again and he's like does this guy like can he do then this george glass do yeah. this <laughs> probably probably and he's just like rubbing her boob and this mm-hmm. is like, but then like even then he's just like you should probably like you know get going it's late and he just goes back to mm-hmm. bed and so it's obviously a clearly a different relationship for her and for me it's like i understand why she wasn't like she really didn't want that and it wasn't okay because like like we said it's kind of like this thought of her as like being a failure and she's like it's hard for her i just think that his reaction and completely shutting her out and being so like against like against all of it and like be the reaction he has is a little 
too much i feel it also i don't know it seems kind of um a, a little bit uncalled for in my eyes maybe yeah. i mean what do you guys think i mean you can't because i get it's upsetting because he's trying to do something nice for her but i think like it takes so long for him to kind of come back around to it yeah that it almost seems like like I do feel for him, you know, like he does sort of go out of his way to like Oh, I definitely feel do something for him. super nice for someone who he clearly is recognizes as having a tough time in their mm-hmm. life, you know, and like try to make a connection with her. Like give her someone that like is her friend right now cuz Lillian's so upset with her. But you can't, I don't know, the whole like tantrum he throws when she calls him when her car breaks down on the way back from the, like the next shower that she, you know, like it's just like it's yeah, a, that, that specifically, because like the initial thing, I understand, because it's know, like you definitely were not expecting it, but like yeah, when she goes, after she does her car. leave pretty abruptly, and it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of like, come on, what are you doing, Kristen Wiig? And she even admits it on the phone when she leaves yeah, Lily in the voicemail. She's she like, it. you know, mm-hmm. he was super nice and caring, and of course I ran out as fast as I could. You know, like she recognizes that character trait about herself. Well, I, it's another thing where he's trying to help her, and she doesn't want to accept help, but she doesn't know what else to do. Like she would. I think she wants help, but the fact that he could tell that she needed help, she was all of a sudden really on the off. Like, he was on the off. She felt very offended by that, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. was very much on the defense after that and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And so, you know, after that, uh, so they they have their spat, and then um, I'm trying to find... There's, like, a couple moments, like, after this that are well, just kind of like... We, we missed a, a scene with the roommates where they're talking about oh how they God. read her diary. That's right, like, yeah, there's it's that. a very small, sad, handwritten book. Yeah. <laughs> the and, fact that they're, they're like, we would like you to move out. Yeah. Yeah. And because yeah. it's like, we want to live together as siblings, but not with another person, which is just weird, and it's <laughs> like... Uh, and so... That that sucks. And then she walks by Hello, her bake. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. Put your American sausage in my English. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then she walks by her, you know, the old bakery, and someone tore down the sea and wrote um, cock, cock baby. baby. And then I think the that's only in the unrated version. That's not in the. No, it's not. It's in the really. Yeah. How have I missed that every time? I don't know, but that one's always in it. Um, the and then I think we reach her emotional peak when she's um at work and she calls the girl who suspiciously looks like Rose Byrne who's uh-huh. getting the best friend necklace for her yeah, friend like, and she just calls her straight out a cunt yeah. and everybody's like oh yeah I love that scene because it just keeps going and going and going and going and going they just top each oh, other back talk up. about the tennis scene oh my, oh my god oh my god okay we're gonna backtrack we gotta talk about the tennis the scene the tennis scene while it doesn't do very much for the plot, it is just an excellent addition. Uh-huh. That whole conversation they have about growing and changing is, yeah. is just priceless. Yeah. Although I do think that that part, that con- that thing about yeah, growing and changing is a big, the big theme and takeaway for me in the movie, which we can talk about later. And it, you see it throughout, especially in their two in their two characters for sure. Um, but yeah, she gets what is what's her partner's name? Carol. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Carol. Get your shit, get your together. shit together. Who I named my van after when I was in high school. And it's funny because the other actress, who's Helen's partner, plays Carol on The Office. Oh, it's so good. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, and it's just you know ACDC's playing they're just fucking annihilating each other they're and you getting, have Robbie from yeah. Victorious well I was just gonna say and then you see Helen's stepkids who visibly and openly hate her mm-hmm. and then you're starting to get the picture of how maybe Helen's life isn't all that great because it's painted through Annie's eyes of being perfect mm-hmm. until you see that it's just not mm-hmm. yeah and like 
what is it? It's like, oh, just, you know, make sure you're home. He's just like, fuck you. And he's like, oh, put a quarter in the swear jar. Put a quarter in the swear jar. Roseburn's American accent is really, really good in this movie, by the mm-hmm. way. And for being like a very heavily Australian like accent, she does an American accent very, very good. Um, okay, so, and then we get, so back um, to where we were talking about before. I think she goes, she goes to see her mom one more time. Yeah. Before, and this is a very heartfelt scene because like her mom's only in two three scenes yeah and the movie and she um <clears throat> and yeah she says that great thing is like i don't want so i'm going alone and is like well you know you, yeah don't talk to me about you know being alone or or no she, does she go to the she that goes was the first scene. right no now she goes she moves back in after in the right first scene, that's right said, mm-hmm. I, there's no way in hell i'll move back in mm-hmm. and that's when they talk about you've hit rock bottom mm-hmm. but right there's no place to go but up right and it's it's very sweet because she takes her in and then like you know she gives her that uh it's it's so sweet because it's like her mom is always there for her and it's yeah it's very it's very heartwarming and uh we also missed the scene with or do are we like right up to the scene with the jewelry shop that was with the little just, girl with the teenage girl that's what we talked we talked about we talked about that a bigger we like touched on it we touched on yeah. it but like yeah there's the great like they just the two of them just go back and forth and back and forth and just completely top each other and just yeah. like you know oh, tell me, when, me your boobs, when your boobs come in okay you tell me when, when yours, yours come, come in, in. Yeah. yeah what a great comeback um and so she yeah that's another thing she gets fired and the guy's like oh i know your mom from aa and oh that's the yeah that's the other thing you know they're in aa and well she's not actually an alcoholic <laughs> like she's like mom you're not really supposed to go to those they're for alcoholics only not an alcoholic because I've never had anything to drink. <laughs> but also, that's such a great way to also show how lonely her mom is and how neglectful Annie is of that fact. Because yeah. Annie's like kind of mean to her mom. Yeah. And is like, I don't want to live with you, blah, 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 when her mom's just so desperately lonely. Yeah. And I think it's just this whole don't stop throwing yourself a pity party, which yeah. of course. Melissa McCarthy's character wraps up perfectly. Yeah, exactly. I'm life, Annie. Yeah, I'm, I'm life. <laughs> um, and then we get to get you to fight for your bridal, shitty life. The bridal, the bridal shower, shower, which is just comedy. Oh, my fantastic! God. So she goes, and the invitations come, oh, and the butterfly, the fucking and butterfly, and like all this shit, and she goes to this house and is like is this their driveway and she keeps going and they stop and she gets a lemonade from the guy and, and she doesn't have a cup holder in her mm-hmm. car to put it in like what like nice new what like a nice subtle touch to just be yeah. like oh 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 and she has to drink it she's like god damn that's good yeah. she has to ride a horse up to the like it's oh my god and yeah so she cookie yeah <laughs> and so she uh, you know she sees Lillian again and it's like oh okay they're at least all right you know for mm-hmm. right now and you know, she said, you feel bad because, like, something's clearly changed, obviously, because of what happened before, and they're opening gifts, and um, Annie gets her this really sweet, you know, homemade mm-hmm. gift of, like, all this, uh, like, stuff all these... when they were kids. Stuff when they were kids from their favorite shops, and, like, there's a bunch of memorabilia on the box, and so sweet. Then Helen's like, oh, I didn't actually have time to get you a gift. Um, you know, it's been so busy. And she's like, oh, okay. And she gets her card, and she opens it, and she gets, like, a trip to Paris, like, a week before the wedding. Fucking yeah, serious. and sh- Annie loses her shit as soon as that they do another like fast like pull into her zoom into her face and it's like clear that Annie's just had enough and so she just unloads everything onto uh onto they Annie. go to Paris together and ride bikes fucking baguettes in the basket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My favorite part is when she tries to push over the chocolate fountain and her heels are like falling off. Uh-huh. She's like. Stupid 
Okay. Yeah, she like she punches. God, the that's hot. And she like <laughs> sticks her hands in the fountain. And then like uh, Lillian approaches her. Is like, Andy, you gotta stop. And he's like, you. Why don't you go be with Helen? Helen's so much better. Her and her perfect bleached asshole. And You're like, you like, know what? It is. She's like, she got her head out of her ass. In fact, out of her ass, <laughs> yeah. which I'm sure is perfectly <laughs> bleached. You know, you know what? what? It is. And you know how I know? Because I got my asshole bleached. <laughs> What's the other? Uh, what does she say? Uh, no, she does not get a dog. She does not get a dog. <laughs> Lesbian. That's right. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> and Melissa McCarthy's like, yeah. I was thinking it. <laughs> it's so. And good. so yeah, they just, and then uh, Lillian f- freaks out and she's like, "Don't even bother coming to my wedding." And anyone else have anything they want to share? Like yes, and of I, course. They just had to add yeah, in that Megan I, took three dogs. Yeah, <laughs> I took two dogs. They're, They're in the back of my van. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Uh, Annie's driving and then gets in a car accident because she hadn't fixed her taillights. Mm-hmm. And, and Megan drives by with like nine dogs yeah. in her car. Just another like small touch. And, you know, she gets in. Uh, the uh, Rhodes comes by and, uh, you know, says like, you told you yeah. to get your taillights fixed. And he's clearly like very pissed off yeah. still. Everything he's talking about, he's saying it like mm-hmm. ambiguously because it's clearly about the yeah. relationship mm-hmm. and not about the taillights. And then he just transitions into you know what like you made me feel like you really liked me and then you left i don't know i just think i i just think maybe it's like too i agree i i don't really i think it's like too because that scene is i feel like they're trying to make us like feel for him in a little bit but i I just think like i don't think there was enough development between their relationship Mm -hmm. shown yeah film to justify him being like too whereas it's it's a lot possible that in the actual story that we didn't see on film that they actually had like a lot longer conversations that they were with each other a lot more but based off what they showed it might not have been exactly justified his total outrage whereas Mm -hmm. i still think his upset like his him being upset is justified no i get that i just think his it's way too i think there's a little bit where it's like out of line a little bit and so you know they leave then uh uh ted the uh, mm-hmm. John Hamm character pulls up and he's like, and "Hey, Porsche. fuck, yeah. Yeah, hey, hey, fuck, fuck buddy." buddy. Yeah. Like, uh, he's like, "Thank you, officer." And uh, like, you know, if you're tired, you could take a little nap, little lap nap. <laughs> and she's just like, "Get me out of this car." Yeah. So she has finally had it and is done with him forever, and just pulls over and uh, gets out of the car and starts walking. And he's like, "Annie, come on." If you're trying to get me hard right now, it's working. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> Just god. Just such a terrible person. You horrible human being. You're no longer my number three. Yeah. He yells as he drives oh, away. Oh god. Like, wow. Yeah. Be more demeaning. Absolutely. And uh, so then she comes back. Uh, and who gives her? Does does she just? Does anyone give her a ride? Or does she just... I think they just cut to... Yeah. Cut to her, yeah. They're watching yeah. Castaway. <laughs> um, fun fact, I don't remember which way this goes, but they, when they were first showing the film in early, early, like, test screenings, um, a lot of, like, the young females that were seeing it said that John Hamm's character was either... And I should know this fact, and I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find it. That he was either too mean to Annie, or he was not mean enough, which is how they altered the character for it. And, like, people were very, very all unanimously set that I think he was not mean enough mm-hmm. and they like literally showed they had to bump it up to make it way way meaner because they were like that like it's not that bad whereas yeah. this is just a visually upsetting relationship absolutely and the fact yeah. that he's the person she called uh-huh. to help her out like what 
yeah it's and it works like because it's yeah it's not like i don't think they were too mean i think that it was just the right amount where it was like because you do feel for and he's supposed to be that asshole character and like everything he says is like totally within like his character um she's willing to reach out for help from people who don't actually really want to help her mm -hmm. rather than the people that really do yeah and so she becomes she just stays uh within you know she's staying at her mom's house and this is there's a really good shot where she goes and just like gives her mom a hug and i it was just such a small moment but i like just loved it and she's watching castaway and she's you know it's a scene where wilson is you know drifting away and she's just like connects with <laughs> Which that is kind of incredible that mm-hmm. a movie made you feel upset watching a man separate with yeah his volleyball uh-huh. you know like we'll talk about on the castaway episode of <laughs> uh, film uh and then a knock on the door and megan arrives out of nowhere with her you know nine dog or you mean, you mean life yeah life, life. with her six life dogs comes to and she's like step. i can't believe you have all these dogs like yeah so i took nine but i turned out that i'm only really prepared to take care of six and so they're just running around yeah. saying that like annie, and annie's saying like what do you want me to say megan that like you know all this this is going wrong i have, I no, have no friends and she's like oh really oh that's interesting yeah because i i'm sitting right here yeah and so she gets up and she's like i'm life and she starts like pushing and like beating uh annie's like i'm like i'm like you stop throwing yourself a little pity party and then it gets on top of her and annie just slaps her across the face nice hit yeah. nice <laughs> nice hit. <laughs> yeah she's like you gotta stop blaming everyone else for all your problems and just like take control and it's a really good reality check for her uh that's, it's that's a, really what like kickstarts her yeah know. going back um and it's yeah it's it's really good and uh you know she's trying to you know get back together with Rhodes, but like she makes like the well, carrot. she's more so i think just trying to make amends yeah make Rhodes. amends yeah uh like leaves in the cake uh-huh and then she goes and gets her taillights fixed uh, uh-huh. and you like, know she like does all the things that uh the movie's been like do these things the whole movie and she yeah. finally does and it. so they finally come back together and it, it i like what i really like about this movie is that it takes its time like, I mean, it moves very fast, but, like, it does, it takes its time to kind of set up things that are in motion for the character of Annie and, like, trying to, it does a good, complete arc, and, like, you see the change, and you see her going through, like, it's okay, she, she has to do this, and then it does the checklist, and then, you know, they take the time. That's why I like that it's, like, two hours. Yeah, they really tie up all the knots. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, she introduces her mom to the Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the only plot that they don't wrap up is the Rita... Becca, uh, like make out scene. I wish. Oh I wish yeah, that's they, like, right. They, that. the... I think that is the wrap. Up. I know it's the wrap up. I just wish there there was a wrap. I wish up. there was just more of them. Yeah, yeah. So like, I definitely could use more Rita in the film. Uh huh. She's just funny. Yeah, there's like just the right amount of uh, Becca, I think in it. Yeah, I don't need to see more Becca. I mean, drunk Becca is pretty great. I like, I like it. I do like that drunk sequence like very much. Um, and, but then in a plot twist the day of the wedding and mm-hmm. uh helen shows up uh at her door and Malia just like got cold feet and yeah they can't find her yeah and, and just like doesn't want to help her. and i like that you know it it's not instant for annie to just be like oh okay i get because like helen just kind of like breaks down in the car she's trying to look for her and it's like i'm so alone you know i'm so busy planning for everyone's other parties i don't really have anybody and she's like i don't feel bad for you yeah at all <laughs> and i are you are you laughing you're just you're you're an ugly crier <laughs> yeah and it's, it's making me happy yeah she's it, like she's no, like i know i know i'm not i'm not no i'm not i'm not yeah, yeah. 
and it's i don't know it's it's really good humor but it's also like they do i like that she doesn't instantly just like take it you know she's it's good to her character to stick to her guns and like it takes a little bit more time for her to finally Mm -hmm. be like and then you have the scene where she's trying to get roads to help them yeah and so they're looking and that's priceless yeah so she's like driving back and forth she's speeding and then reckless driving (laughs) (laughs) oh alcohol beer What's the hey, other? Who's driving that car? <laughs> yeah. And I love how they just have freaking Helen there for all of it, and, and she's, she's just like so reacting. uncomfortable. She's like, <laughs> she's like my hair. Screaming yeah. when the car's spinning. And yeah, like, and yeah, I love that. Like when they're really, really, really low, <laughs> and it's just they're like, playing the music, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> and uh, Helen has her ears covered. And Helen, <laughs> Helen's covering her ears. <laughs> and then what is it? Oh, they just she, tap. Yeah, she taps she the car, the and car. it's like, oh, finally, that's what like did it and they're saying and he's still and they because he's still like very pissed off about mm-hmm. it and uh she's uh, saying like oh we can't find her it's like it's been 12 hours you know it has to be at least 24 hours you know and then you know they do all this and then he says and she's like hi i'm helen and it's like i'm the maid of honor and it's like it's gonna and they find out that like she was just at her apartment and they tracked her cell phone mm-hmm. and it's like really I did all of that because, like, she was at, she was just at her apartment. It's like, oh, I guess the thrills that I became a police officer for. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So then they go to the apartment, mm-hmm. and uh, Lillian's just there, just like hanging out in her bed, she's just, like covered, and she's like very scared. And I, and I really like their. Uh, what was it? She said that like after like the other night, she yeah, came back the, home, the rehearsal dinner, right? And she's like, I've, you know, I, this is the last time that I'll be here you know it's like it is a big moment and you know it's it's scary and i think that that's relatable for a lot of people because like anyone you know marriage or like going through some form of change like moving or whatever it's scary i think it's cool that the the fear of that change sort of uh transfers from annie to lillian you know like by the end lillian is the one that's like this is things are going to change but it's going to be better Mm-hmm. You know, and Lillian's like, I'm afraid of this change. Whereas in the beginning, Annie was like, uh, you know, afraid of how Lillian's life was going to go off and become perfect. And she was just going to, yeah. like, be there, you know. Yeah, so now Annie has to be kind of the coach yeah, for her. Exactly. It's a good... It's like a good role reversal. Absolutely, yeah. And it, it makes it... it the, the whole film has kind of led to that. And it, it, it does, like, make a lot of sense for it. And it's... They're just so good for each other. It mm-hmm. just... It's, their relationship just shines. And she, like... You know, really, like, she encouraged her, and, you know, they finally go back, they get back to the wedding, but not before we see what her French dress um, yeah. looked like. And, and she's and like, fixes the dress. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you dare laugh. And it looks like a roll of toilet paper. It's yeah. so gross. And Maya Rudolph's laugh is oh, yeah. unparalleled. Absolutely. Um, and she's the maid of honor again, and the wedding goes so smoothly. And I love the moment when the, uh, what's the? Wilson Phillips. Wilson Phillips comes on. And Annie turns to Helen, and she's like, uh, one more. I'm done. I'm yeah, like, one more thing. <laughs> one more thing, yeah. Um, and so they sing uh, they sing whatever song that is. I don't yeah. remember what it is. Hold on for one more day. Mm-hmm, that's right. Uh, and after that, they kind of have this moment, uh, Annie and Helen, where it's like, it's like she apologizes again, and they kind of have that like okay we're we're okay mm-hmm. now moment which is a good little they, i'm glad they tied it up and of um, course my favorite moment at the end of the film when 
Annie and Lillian just share a look and they communicate with a look. It's like they brought yeah. it, they brought it full circle. Yeah, and they they showed that they are really that good of friends that they can communicate yeah. with a look. Mm-hmm. And Rhodes shows up again and. Uh, and they they kiss and they're okay now. And I like that he's like, oh, I'm taking you to the station. You don't like for reckless yeah. driving. All you don't think yeah. I was gonna get away with it. And she's like, oh, can can you do the siren? He's like, <laughs> okay. And they just drive off. <laughs> I wasn't, when I first heard about this movie, I wasn't expecting, I was kind of thinking as I was watching it, what good, you know, themes were. I didn't know that there was going to be kind of a good, like more, like not more, but like a good message in there. And I, I think there's a lot to say about it. I mean, obviously friendship and kind mm-hmm. of this sisterhood um, of these women. And, but like a big thing that was kind of jumping out to me is like, well, kind of like what we were talking about, how um, Annie is afraid to kind of move, like there's this fear of like kind of moving on there i feel like they're this is a really good movie about like this is a very specific moment in their lives i think it's about change i think yeah. that's the big big theme and they talk about it in I the think tennis if you're growing because, you're changing yeah, if you're growing and like annie is so set on people don't change and yeah. no no people change they do not and annie goes no they do not change and by the end she's annie asks her if they want to go get sushi so you know that annie was wrong earlier uh-huh. you know that she does change and that change is important yeah and that she even has the conversation with uh lillian where she's like change is good this is going to change for the better you're going to be married and mm-hmm. things are going to get better now and it's also i think she also has that mindset at the beginning of the movie because lillian is kind of leaving this life that she's become so accustomed to of just having Annie as her best friend is like the two of them and now she's getting engaged and she's getting married and that's going to become her life now like that's her somewhere else yeah that's her whole next part whereas Annie can't really find the thing that pushes her forward and moves because she had the thing she had the the bakery but she lost that and I Mm -hmm. think that's another good thing of like success and failures you see that a lot fixing I think there's a lot to with fixing because she doesn't fix her taillights Mm -hmm. and every time that she's told to fix her taillights she still doesn't do it and I think that's the same way with her life where she needs to make these changes Mm-hmm. And people keep telling her this is the problem and she just won't do it and she blames other people. And she, mm-hmm. and that's why I think, of course, the big scene with Melissa McCarthy at the end is the full thematic encapsulment where you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah life like re- waits for no one. You have to change. And even yeah. Megan says, I mm-hmm. used to be bullied and I've changed and now I'm smart as hell. Yeah. Yeah, so that like you have to have that reality check or have to ha- go through those motions of everything that happened before to get her to that moment to where it's like, oh, I have to, ch- I have to do something. And, and it's, it's funny that it's even like in the movie where her mom's like, you know, maybe it's good that you're hitting rock bottom because from here there's no place to go. Ab- absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and that's a very obviously a very good and they it's clearly meant to like resonate and it does. And you definitely see that. And it's funny that that line sort of, that line is like foreshadowing. Like you're like, you think like when she says that, Oh, she probably, maybe she has hit rock bottom and then she really hits rock bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, uh, and I also think that to kind of go off of the idea of like success and failures, it's there, this perception of Helen, you know, we think that she, even like we're with Kristen Wiig, she, we think that she's just absolutely the most perfect human being and has like all of the like wonderful things, but she has no female friends. And like maybe she kind of thinks of herself as someone who has failed in a way, but like really like success isn't driven by what you're perceived as. It's really who you have around you and the people in your life. And it's clear that like I think that like while Annie had that failed uh, uh, bakery, 
it's a good the success is between her and her uh her and her relationship with um Lillian so there's mm-hmm. a lot to say about that but yeah. definitely I mean money doesn't buy happiness that's like so clear in the movie like it yeah. get, it gets her so far you know like we get to the point where Lillian has now asked Helen to just handle everything and mm-hmm. um Annie's sort of out of the picture um but then from there it's clear that that doesn't sustain yeah you know uh-huh. um absolutely so yeah and I love that there's so many different things that you can take away from this movie I did definitely the rock bottom thing and about change mm-hmm. for sure. Um, so, all right, before we go, there's one more thing we have to do and we have to rate the movie. I want you guys to say what medal you're going to award it. And just a really quick brief synopsis as to why. Um, I'll start. Mm-hmm. I would normally say that this is probably a gold, but I would go ahead and call this movie platinum because not only is it hysterical and fantastic and wonderful, but it's meaningful. It has depth and it was groundbreaking as a comedy movie and such a fantastic step forward for women and all the careers that it launched with Ellie Kemper, Ellie Kemp, Ellie Kemper, Ellie Kemper, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Rebel Wilson, Rebel Wilson. Like this movie was one for the ages. So I think it definitely deserves platinum and it considering that it was a comedy movie that got two Oscar nominations and it easily could have gotten three Uh Like comedy movies never are nominated. So I just, Mm -hmm. that's my opinion. I couldn't agree more. I I really, yeah. Like if this were just like, if this were the same movie, but they were men, I feel like it would be a gold movie, Mm -hmm. maybe even silver, but just the, just the fact of, of how groundbreaking it really was. And like, this is a movie like, where so, some movies like this, people would call them chick flicks, and like some men would like not even like go out of their way to watch it. But this is a movie that like, like adult men are like, oh my god, I was crying in the theater. You know, like, it's, <laughs> yeah. like it, it just transcends. It Absolutely. really is such a phenomenal, mm-hmm. hilarious, um, like emotional movie. Yeah. yeah. So you're gonna give it platinum too. I, I'm gonna give it platinum. I'm gonna give it. Uh... I'm I'm personally going to give it a gold. I agree with oh. everything. <laughs> I oh, it's okay that you're wrong. <laughs> well, this has been fun. <laughs> no, so I, I spent an hour with a traitor. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree with everything that you guys said. I love. I definitely will come back and watch the movie multiple times uh, because there's definitely stuff that I probably missed. Um, I love all of the performances in it. I think it's written really well. The only thing that makes me giving it from like an over the top. Uh, loving absolutely everything about it is the relationship between her and Rhodes especially kind of towards the end because I like I think they're cute I just think that his the way that it kind of ends or like towards like when they're not together and his kind of reaction wasn't as realized or utilized as well as it could have been um and it's just that small thing and like maybe a couple other nitpick things that are making me be like I think everything about it is like you know it's platinum worthy so I'm gonna give it a gold but I still really really love it Thank you guys so much for coming. Kapunka. Kapunka. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of Frankly, I Love Movies. Um, you can subscribe to uh, the show on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And if you have any suggestions for me or something I can fix, I would love the feedback. Um, but until then, tune in in two weeks for another episode with a special guest talking about a special movie. I'm Josh Wall. And frankly, I love movies. Movies.